Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to Convert Central. I'm Kevin Sidik Lim, the host of Convert Central, and I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Our podcast focuses on the challenges that Muslim converts face along their conversion journey to help Muslims from all backgrounds to find a strong foothold in Islam. Follow our Instagram and LinkedIn page at Convert Central, and I look forward to sharing with you all the beneficial series we plan for the year. For now, I'd like to welcome you to Season 3 of Convert Central. Welcome back to Convert Central. So alhamdulillah, in this two-part series in which we are actually talking about the life of the Prophet and also his impact on us as Muslims, we are actually joined by two guests because they're my co-host. So my co-host is, is Hafiza. Uh, our two guests because our brother Ali as well as brother Ismail, they have been on Comet Central before. And in the first part, we actually talked, we've actually talked about you know, our first touch with the Prophet as well as our favorite narrations of the Prophet And indeed, you know, we, we hope that that first podcast has been, uh, you know, can be the first touch of, uh, you know, introducing the Prophet to many of us uh, new Muslims. And indeed, you know, Prophet and his life is a big part of our, our lives as Muslims. So indeed, it's such an important thing for us to explore and also um, to celebrate the significance of this month, Rabi Awal, which is the birth month of the Prophet so in this episode, what we're going to do is actually we're going to talk about some of the characteristics that we love most about the Prophet wasallam, as well as, you know, as if we had the opportunity to say something to the Prophet wasallam, what would we say? So subhanAllah is, is, is uh, trying to make it to be more, more of an introspective episode so that you, ca- you guys can delve deeper into our thoughts as not just as a convert for myself, but also as a second gen Muslim for Brother Ismail, uh, another convert from Brother Ali as well as um, a born Muslim from Sis Hafiza. So inshallah, you know, um, I'll, I'll start first by sharing this narration um, in which Umar, uh, one of the caliphs um, of, of Islam after Prophet Islam, um, he went on to uh, tell Prophet Islam and he said that, Ya Rasulullah, I love you so much and I, I love you more than my mother and my wife. You know, but at the same time, I'm not able to love you more than I love myself. And then Rasulullah told him that, Ya, ya Umar, you will not be truly a believer unless you love me more than you love yourself. And thereafter, Umar thought about it and after he replied, Ya Rasulullah, now I love you more than I love myself. And Rasulullah said that now you are a true believer. So this shows you the emphasis in which Sayyidina Umar, which is one of the biggest figures of Islam, he was the, the ruler of Islam and he was the golden age of Islam and he was known as someone the Prophet would say that if I were to choose another prophet that was after myself if, and if I was not the seal of prophets, you know, I would choose you to be the prophet. So, uh, and, and that's what Rasulullah said. And even he you know, uh, had to be advised by the Prophet to, to love him more than he loved himself, uh, himself. So what more us? Right? What, what more us? So today, let's, let's, let's go into some of these thoughts that we have from our guest speakers. Um, and I'll, I'll start first by posing Hafiza that question. Who is Rasulullah to you? And what are three words that you think of when Rasulullah wasallam comes into mind? Bismillah. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you, Siddiq, for that beautiful introduction. Uh, so who is Rasulullah wasallam to me? Before I go into the three words, I think uh, like a general liner of who Prophet is to me, I would say the most accurate way to describe him would be a guide, an example, and the goals, you know, hashtag goals that we aspire to be. Uh, and yes, so I, I guess there's really no better way to describe him. And like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the infinite wisdom and he's done all knowing and all seeing and all hearing and that's why he knows human beings like us right we really need guides we need examples on them even when we are schooling we need like answer sheet we need those like tys the the back 
back part of the assessment book. We need to look at something like to feel validated or like to know that whether we're on the right path. And that is Rasulullah for us, right? Like not just in, in school, but in every aspect of our lives. And that, that is who he is. And we are so thankful and so, so honored to have him as our guide. And if I were to reduce what um, I would describe Prophet to be in three words, three impactful words. I was thinking about this quite a bit before we started recording and I tried to, you know, layer my words a bit. So it's not just three straight words. It's each word got a bit of meaning to it. <laughs> so my first word would be, I would think Prophet is a diamond. I'll go, I'll, I'll explain it there. Then the second word is moon. Very apt because in the previous episode, actually, uh, Brother Ismail talked a bit about this song which had moon inside. And the last word would be this one is just a direct straight to the point because I feel this is an attribute or a characteristic that uh, is so hard to attain and something that I am still um, tr trying my best to have, which is patience. So uh, I would say, let me start with my first word. So why diamond, right? Because diamond, I guess, prophet really reminds me of uh, diamond because he is so beautiful. He is so shining. He's like luminous and precious on the outside and the inside. He's just this beautiful human being, right? That you would expect to, like most, most of the time when we see someone that beautiful, we would think that that's their strength. Like their beauty is their strength. Their physical um, characteristic is their strength. But mashallah, that's not all there is to him. Like how a diamond is very hard, very sturdy, no matter what you try to break it, it doesn't break, right? That is how Prophet is. And this really was reiterated to me when I was reading um, this uh, book about his mother. And it also emphasized about, uh, or it also like drew back the connection to how the Prophet was brought up because he didn't have his father when he was born. He didn't have his mother after he was four years old or six years old, I can't recall that clearly. And even two years later, after his mother passed away, his grandfather also passed away. So all these major, I would say, major life, um, major life occurrences, right? That I can never imagine even happening to me and and being okay with it. He went through it, and the first time that he experienced such a big loss of his mother, I recall really, it's six years old. Because I remember this clearly because it was at an age where I, I have a niece, uh, just, just a sec where I have a niece who is about two years old now. And she's not at an age where she's aware of um, much things going on in the sense that the next day my, maybe she'll forget. And she, this, this part of her life, she won't remember for the rest of her life. But I've seen my uh, other cousins, my nieces, my nephews at six years old and up, right? They start to remember things and they start to be, they start to like um, hold the memories with them at like seven or eight years old. And it is at that age where I guess your, your earliest memories also start. So to think of how the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the best human of all mankind, lost his mother, the person closest to him, the only parent that he had left, and the only family, the, the immediate family he had left, at an age where he is able to remember and, and it will affect him for the rest of his life, is just unthinkable to me. And how he went on to be the best example for mankind, even after going through such an incident, where we can easily say it's okay, he went through this, that's why he turned out like that. But it's not like it's not the case for him, you know. It's he went through this, yet he turned out like that. And mashallah, it's just amazing to me. And I think that really um made me wow and wonder at his strength. Because I, I guess I can never imagine that same thing happening to me, like going through such a loss. That that is something that I can never imagine for myself. And yeah, that's why I I, I would consider him to be really a diamond. Lad. He's one of a kind. 
okay, diamonds are not one of a kind. But yeah, diamonds are unique and precious, right? So he's really a precious human being who is so sturdy, so so tough and so so strong. No matter what you do or say to him, brings me to my third word. He is also extremely patient. And mashallah, I really love all the stories of his patience. How when people throw stones at him until he's bleeding, he wouldn't even turn back or he wouldn't he wouldn't even think of retaliating at that moment. Like what what kind of amount of patience must you have in your body to like withstand this you know like it's not just verbal torture it's really physical torture and you're still silent and and he's not I mean I wouldn't say like a, a man uh, would, would be more likely to re- react but I mean it, <laughs> biologically I guess men do, do have more pride right like the man pride the male pride and all that so yeah so I and, and the fact that he even though he's a man, he's a man through and through, he still doesn't react. It just shows, it's such a great example to all the men now, you know, like you don't have to react very angrily, you can just be patient and that itself is beauty, you know, in, in, the, in adversity. So, uh, since I jumped to my third word, let me go back to my second word, which is moon. So why moon? I think this really struck me because the moon, right, is what is used to describe Prophet physically, not in one or two, but in multiple occasions in the hadith and it, by multiple uh, sahaba. So uh, this got me thinking and I, I actually start to uh, try to observe the moon a bit more in the rare times that we can see it in the Singapore sky. Lah. And it really, it's really beautiful. You know? If you're going, like, just go outside your room now, go and see the, go and look at the sky. The moon is really beautiful. And I love this um, comparison that Anustas uh, drew. It's how both the moon and the sun are beautiful and both are created by Allah as one of the, the most majestic creations and the most beautiful creations. However, the prophet is oftentimes described as the moon and not the sun because the sun has a kind of beauty that is piercing to the eye and it's so beautiful that you can't really open your eyes and you look at it. But the moon, it's so beautiful. It has a rounded beauty. It has a beauty that is cooling to the eyes and it's it's like it gives you ease you know it's that kind of beauty and that's why prophet was often described and compared to the moon and i think that that's just such a beautiful way to describe him that's why that word comes to mind moon and yeah I, I, it truly encompasses who he is like as a, as a person in the physical part of his character yes <laughs> okay alhamdulillah sorry for rambling on and on now i would like to hear more thoughts from our guest speakers today so brother ali i'll try and start with you this time who is rasulullah wasalam, to you and what are three words you think of when rasulullah wasalam, comes to mind take it away bismillahirrahmanirrahim alhamdulillah rabbil alamin wa salatu wassalamu ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi وَمَنْ وَالَا عَمَّا بَعْدْ قَوْلَ رَبِّ شْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِرْ لِي عَمْرِي وَحْلُ لُقْدَتَّ مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي أَسَّلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ Thank you very much, Sister Hafiza, Brother Siddiq, uh, Kevin Lim and also uh, Brother Ismail, Wiliang and, and the entire Convert Central team for once again inviting um, our humble self for, for this beautiful podcast. Hope all of you are having a great uh, month, uh, a great uh, you know uh, time practicing the, the Maulid and all. Alhamdulillah, once again, uh, thank you for, for this opportunity. So, Sister Hafiza, uh, before that, I would love to uh, share a little bit of, um, uh, about uh, how I felt, you know, listening to your part of the podcast. It was, it was amazing, you know, uh, you know, especially describing our Rasulullah as the moon, as the diamond, you know, uh, the, the, especially when you said the moon and all. These were already uh, key terms that were used in, in beautiful poems, you know, centuries ago by our, our, our former scholars. So, it was nice. To, to hear it, thank you. So three words, mm, 
Okay, mainly the first thing that would always strike my mind when I think of uh, of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is that uh, he is uh, the mercy. You know, uh, that's the first thing that, that I recognize because uh, when I was uh, learning Tawheed from this uh, particular teacher, he just passed on uh, last week. His name is uh, Ustaz uh, Almarhum Ustaz Muhammad Saleh. His daughter is uh, Ustaz uh, Zulaikha Saleh, who is teaching in the Rakam. So some of us who have um, have met Ustaz Zulaikha, uh, they, you all should know that it's his father. Ustaz Saleh has written a lot of books. He has translated a lot of books from Malay to English, especially from the late uh, local scholar, Sheikh Omar Al-Khatib. So he's a very uh, well-known uh, scholar in Singapore. He would always do mass maulid under his blog at Bedok. I would used to attend that. And uh, there was once um, I went to Ustaz Saleh about when I was, was studying Tawhid with him. Ustaz Saleh mentioned this. He, see, uh, he told me, you see Ali, Allah is uh, Rabbul Alami. We all know that, you know, it's, it's in Al-Fatihah. But Rasulullah, he is Rahmatan Lil Alamin. You know, if Allah is, is a Lord of the, of the worlds, of the universe, then Rasulullah is the mercy of, of the worlds, you know. So uh, one example he gave me is that uh, in the previous podcast, you know, uh, again, back to what Brother Kevin mentioned that, you know, he was saying that Rasulullah sometimes he is he's bathed in blood when he, when he goes for, for, for those battles. But mm, I was also told by a teacher that despite all that battles that Rasulullah have, have went to, he has stand on the ground, but there was never once that anyone would have bled because of Rasulullah. You know, there was no history or there, there is no record of Rasulullah hurting someone that has, uh, that to the point that has killed the person. Yeah, to be exact, that it has killed uh, even his enemy. That is how much, you know, Rasulullah is merciful. Even when a point of time when the Sahaba was this close to kill the enemy, but Rasulullah told, told the Sahaba, like, do not kill him. You know, our, 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 our mission to a battle is to win but not to kill. Uh, so that at least even if it's not for him, anyone from his silsila, from his lineage may embrace Islam. So for that, let him live. You know, so when, when you hear all these stories, the first thing that comes to my mind is mercy. You know, Allah has manifested His uh, attribute as the merciful into His Prophet. That, that Prophet Muhammad wasallam, our beloved Prophet, has become mercy for the world. And that is why, you know, although there, has been, there are so many rulings about, uh, about how uh, Muslims and non-Muslims uh, should be, you know, in the Sharia and all, but for Rasulullah, he's always very merciful even to the non-Muslims. And there's a lot of stories that we can, we can, we can learn about. And, and number two will be, um, a teacher, you know, that's what it comes to my mind first. You know, Rasulullah is a teacher, uh, because um, if if we were to read back on the on the Sirah, Rasulullah did not impose even prayers to the companions for the first ten years of his prophecy. You know, he was he was you know educating them with the with the foundation of Tawheed uh, on on the grounds or and the dynamics of Islam even before he could you know uh, he could uh, imply prayers. So based on that, uh, I would always see Rasulullah as a teacher. And thereafter, of course, um, something that undeniably all of us will always look up to our beloved Prophet. Muslims, the non-Muslims, we look up to him as our role model, you know, because uh, not all learned can teach. You know, some people are just meant to be knowledgeable, but uh, you do not, uh, you may not have the wisdom to teach. You know, uh, like, like a, a, a good friend of ours, he would always tell us, um, you know, Habib Aydrus, he would always may, may tell us this, that uh, Ali, um, to be uh, one who is knowledgeable, to have knowledge is to know what to say. But uh, wisdom is to know when to say. You know? And that may lack in many learned people. But for Rasulullah, he has been such a guide that even today, 1,400 years ago, we still you know, look up to his teachings. So 
basically, I would first look at him as the merciful, and then a teacher and a guide. You know, and and of course, if 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 only the law allows uh, allows us, the Sharia allows us, we can look at him as even more than that, like a brother, like a friend, like like even a father. You know, you know, even Rasulullah had mentioned that the wives of the Prophet is is umul mu'minin. They are they are our mothers. But of course, that we can't take it literally as they are our mother. So the Rasulullah is our father. We can't do that. But you know, he is a fatherly figure. He is a brotherly figure. He is a friend. You know, it's a lot more. And 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 nothing can 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 be better than calling him my role model, my guy. So hence, I would say there are so many opportunities for us to follow the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam because almost all parts of his life are relatable to our current conditions. You know, Allah subhanahu wa taala knows us more than we know our true selves, which is why we are told to take Rasulullah as our model or example. You know, Allah wants the best for us. Although we are given even more opportunity to learn and know about our Prophet. Uh, in in his widely celebrated birth month of Rabiul Awal, you know we are we are in fact commanded to continue the remember, to remember and send our salawat to him in other times as well. You know, so uh, hence may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala allow us to follow the Prophet's beautiful footsteps inwardly and outwardly under the protection and care of Allah the Most Merciful and Kind. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much, Brother Ali, for that beautiful sharing. Oh, really, really touches my heart yet again. I love how you can put all this into words and really like get your point across so beautifully. Alhamdulillah. Yay. Okay. So now let's move on to our second guest speaker. <laughs> so, Brother Ismail, who is Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to you? And what are three words you think of when Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam comes to mind? Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Uh, thank you for having me here. Who is Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi to me? Um, he's the one who will intercede for us. He's the one who we seek for for help. So one of the three words that I think of when Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi comes to mind is uh, that he uh, exuberates Allah's characteristics of al-Latif, being kind, gentle, and al-Karim, being generous. To, to those around him. Uh, what, what he does is not for himself. Uh, his, his concern for his ummah is like, like yeah, I, I think Siddiq mentioned it previously that uh, his, his last, uh, his dua that he has kept for his ummah is, is the intercession for all of us. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much, Brother Ismail, for sharing that. Let's also hear from our very amazing host. Kevin Siddiq Lim, what are the three words that comes to your mind when you think of Rasulullah I think when you talk about Rasulullah I didn't believe in like the need of a prophet or, or rather I didn't see like the, the benefits of it when I first came to Islam and, and I was very wary. Like why, why are like Muslims apparently like worshipping the prophet as if he was a god, right? And I was very confused in that sense and of course, you know, growing up, we, we know Islam and we know Muhammad. We didn't know that he was a prophet or something. But we know like this person, Muhammad, was a big figure in Islam. And, and, and then when I was discovering Islam, I realized that more and more when I learned into Islam that Muhammad was not just a person, but he was a prophet. He was not just a prophet, but he was a messenger. He was not just a messenger, but he was Habibullah, the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, you know... Um, Three words when I think of when Rasulullah comes into mind is, is of course, the first word is, is patience, as you guys have already mentioned a lot of times. For, I think he is a big reason why um, 
I managed to, and it's still an ongoing process, but I managed to even start on the journey of becoming a more patient person. Uh, a lot of times when we talk about patience, we say we have to be more patient, right? But he, his life is a model on how to be more patient. You know, we don't need to look far because he, he himself shows us on how to become more patient. Countless of, of narration, countless of stories have, have shown us that he is the most patient. And, and of course, you know, we, we don't have to look far. We just have to implement these examples into our lives. And I've never um, heard of a narration. I've never heard of a story from the Prophet that I was, I've not been able to apply into my own lives yet. So, subhanAllah. And I, I guess the second word that I, you know, when, when I think of when Rasulullah comes into mind is, it's love. Uh. It's love. I think through him, I learned how to love. Um, of course, I think we all have the capacity to love in our normal lives. We have the capacity to put our love and affection into something. But I learned what, what was true love to him. Through his, through his life, through the way that he treated his companions, I learned how to love my friends. Through the way that he treated his spouses, I learned how to treat my, inshallah, future wife. And through the way that he has, you know, uh, done uh, khidmat, done, um, you know, sacrifice for his family members, I learned how to be a good family member. And, and, and to that, you know, I feel like, you know, it is when we learn how to love, like how Prophet Sallallahu loved his friends and his family members and his companions, it's, this is when we get the most barakah in our friendships. And, and lastly, you know, the, the last thing in which I think of when I think of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi is, I think so many things, right, when, when we are thinking about him. And, and the only thing that I could think of right now as I'm searching my mind for the last word is that, is, is this word that, limitless, I think. And, and limitless in the sense, not, not um, in a sense where, oh, um, what, what he has done is limitless and, um, or, or he, he is a kind of like a uh, limitless, uh, he's like a creator kind of thing. But rather, no matter what we, we can do, right, we are never able to match up to his love for us. And lastly, I, I, I was just, rec- I, was, I recall that I was having a conversation with my friend yesterday that um, last year, this time, I thought that, you know, um, I knew about 40% on how I could love Prophet Sallallahu with, with all that I've learned, you know, in the past three years. And I, I thought like, okay, 40% is there, you know. And this year, I recognized the fact that I've learned more. I've learned much more than, than in the past year than, and I'm in a position this year where I, I say I can learn. I've learned more than what I've learned last year. And now this amount of time, I say that I, I think I, I only know less than 1% of how to love the Prophet Sallallahu So it's the more we learn, the more we realize that we are unable to love him the way that he's supposed to be loved. And, and I guess this is why we, we then refer to our scholars and our teachers in, in how do we love the Prophet Sallallahu the way that he's supposed to be loved. We follow the hadith in which he has given us, you know, this, this special invocation salawats that we would uh, recite to, to show our love for him. In, in the same manner that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us um, this way, alhamdulillah, subhanallah, you know, for us to praise him. And, and we, are, we are given the same mercy that we are, we are able to give um, salutations upon the Prophet Sallallahu in a way that he has intended and in a way that he would want us to, to give uh, salutations upon him. So I guess these three words, uh, mashallah, are things that come into mind. And, you know, right now, um, I'd just like to get everybody um, uh, to zoom out you know, perhaps maybe if you could, if you guys could, not just our guest speakers, but also our listeners, to to close your eyes, and and imagine, um, and this part of the podcast would be, you know, if we could say something to the Prophet Islam, and inshallah, when we we ask that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala grant us jannah to for as as well as the Prophet Islam, he's mentioned that when you ask for jannah, you ask for jannah to for 
So we ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us Jannah to Fadaus and that we are with who we love in Jannah. And if we love Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we will be with him in, in, after the day of judgment in Jannah. If you were, if you could say something to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inshallah, when, inshallah, when we go to Jannah, what would you say to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And with that, I will also learn from our previous lessons uh, and I'll inshallah let Brother Ali go last. So I guess we could let Brother Ismail go first, inshallah. If you know, I, I would I would seek his help in everything that I do because uh, we're, we're so uh, in, in need. Lah. Whether we are facing any tribulations, uh, yeah. we, we, are, we are quick to run away and, and, uh, and stumble with, yeah. with our challenges that we face in life. And even if we have delights, we, we face delights, we are not great. Uh, we are not grateful for them. Lah. So, yeah. so I seek uh, the Prophet Salaam's help for 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 granting uh granting the 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 patience to to face challenges and as well as uh gratitude to um for the blessings that we have alhamdulillah alhamdulillah thank you for sharing brother ismail and what about you hafiza what would you say inshallah if you were to see if you were to meet rasulullah in jannah inshallah i think would, my first things would be to say sorry and thank you. <laughs> Very formal, yes. But I really think there's there's really nothing that will come that comes to mind uh, like other than to be sorry and to be thankful because he has done so much for us and like we have barely scratched the surface on what we have to do to return all his love and all his all his tears, you know, like how much he has wept for us at night and just asking for forgiveness for his Ummah who has he has never even met. And similarly, we have never met him, but at least we have stories of him. But what are we doing with those stories, right? So I, I just feel like I, I can do so much better. And inshallah, when the day comes, when I actually do leave this world, I hope I'll be a little less sorry, a bit more thankful. Inshallah. Alhamdulillah. I'd like to inform all of you that all of you are wrong because the first thing you should say to me is salam first. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so I, I, I'm guessing we are approaching the moment in which all of us are, are waiting for. And inshallah, we'll, this is the moment where we get Brother Ali to share what he would say to Rasulullah SAW. Inshallah, if we get the blessing of meeting him in Jannah to Fadaus. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Brother Sidi. So, I mean, inshallah, uh, I mean, Allahumma amin with, with all of your uh, dua and, 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 and ibadah. May, may Allah accept all of us. You know, forgive us, uh, forgive, uh, forgive us for all of our errors and sins in this blessed month in the name of Rasulullah and grant us all of us Jannatul Firdaus and reunite us together with our beloved Prophet. And Amen. inshallah, if I were to uh, if we were to meet Rasulullah in, in Jannah, I would um, certainly tell him that um, Ya Rasulullah, there is no there is no way, there is no possibility that I could be in Jannah with my own deeds. Definitely, because I know how how uh, spoiled I am how much I am not deserving to even come uh, near to, to the fragrance of, of Jannah because, you know, we, we, are, we are no good. We are in no good position. However, if I am, you know, granted Jannah, that must be solely because of your shafa'at. That should be solely because of your intercession to Allah for allowing me to, to, to enter Jannah, even to a point we all may, may, may have not come across this where, where there will be, uh, you know, Rasulullah would, would once all of us are, granted Jannah and when Rasulullah enters when Rasulullah enters Jannah he'll be sad and then immediately Allah would send the, the angel to Rasulullah and, and ask to inform Rasulullah that one of the law in Jannah is that no one should be sad hence 
tell the prophet that he can't be said and and when allah ask rasulullah why are you said and rasulullah will say my ummah you know even in jannah rasulullah you know he will not he will still not stop himself from intercessing for us and then allah will say you know okay pick all those from hell who had you know um who had this amount of of iman and, and then you know there'll be total if i'm not mistaken may allah forgive me or you can just read up on your own also on if i'm not mistaken there'll be up to three counts to the last count where allah would say even if one had had uh you know this iman or faith in me even the size of a mustard seed or something like that get them into into heaven and and rasulullah would be still striving for us even uh, you know after all of us have crossed the makshar so to me it's like um for such a, a person like, like rasulullah who's going to be there even in jannah not enjoying all that fruits and whatever that has been made uh provision for us in jannah but however he'll be still you know uh negotiating with allah to to bring in more ummah and if i'm one of them who was lucky enough and i would definitely tell rasulullah ya rasulullah i can't thank you enough for all that um that uh, that uh, nikmah that you have bestowed upon me as one of your ummah and and thank you so much and of course um forgive us for for not um being able to and leave your your legacy in terms of practicing your sunnah please forgive all of us um and and certainly we can't be perfect because uh to me i believe you know you know brother kevin earlier on mentioned that uh, the more you do you will realize that it's never enough you know and, and no matter how much you do yes it's never enough we can never be perfect and and to me i would, i would, i personally feel that yes we can never be perfect we shouldn't be perfect because only allah and the prophet is perfect hence we can only strive to be close to perfection however we can never intend to be perfect hence uh, to the most perfect creation rasulullah sorry for not being able to to be the best of your ummah to end live your legacy and 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 your sunnah however thank you so much for 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 speaking up for me to allah and allowing me to be with you in in jannatul firdaus amin rabbal alamin thank you so much alhamdulillah thank you three of you guys for sharing and you know um i'm common central and we have common central i would like to share that we are, we are so blessed and grateful that we are able to do just two episodes out of our usual schedule for the month of Rabi'ul Awal for the life of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and subhanallah um we are we are always grateful to be able to be in company of those who talk about his life and about things that we can learn from him and what more can we take away from this podcast session other than you know if you were to benefit us then inshallah we will be able to truly meet him in jannah so For us to take the next step, it's important as as Brother Ali, as as Brother Ismail and Hafiza said, um, to also ensure that we have steps that we can get to learn about him more. You know that we engage in 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 amal in acts of worship that we are able to learn about him and practice our love for him more. And one of these books have been already mentioned by our guest speakers beforehand, uh, Shahmain Muhammadiyah by Imam uh, At Tamizi, and another few books that we can also refer to and also learn from our teachers will be. Dalil an Nubuwa by Imam Nawawi, as well as Dalil an Nubuwa by Imam Abu Bakar Al Bayhaqi, as well as Al Khosas Al Kubro by Imam Jalaluddin As Suyuti. So, inshallah, if you guys are ever interested, do also um feel free to you know learn these books from your teachers. Also, find any opportunity to buy these books off the bookshelf, and also um some of these books, uh for example, uh like Shamayat Tamizi. Um, they are able to be read uh, by yourselves as it's a collection of the um narrations of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But of course, it's it's much better if you're able to read with our teachers. So with that, we hope that this podcast has benefited all of you listeners, like how it has benefited ourselves as uh, guest speakers. And inshallah, we will see you next week. Inshallah, for our new series where we talk about gender in Islam.
And inshallah, we will have the blessing of ending this podcast by reciting Tasbih Kafara and Surah Al-Asr. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubi ilaik. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal'asr innal insana lafi khus illa lazina amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw bilhaqi wa tawasaw bisabr. Sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa salam. Alhamdulillahi wa bi'alamin. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.